and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Dan, Chris, Lee. The summer break is nearly over. Nearly, almost. We've got a preview show oh, to do. Yes, we haven't, had, we haven't done one of those for ages. I was surprised. I thought we had two weeks left. I no, no, it's it's. Um, well, usually the Belgian Grand Prix is the one is is before the the August Bank Holiday, isn't it? That we have you know, yeah. the holiday on the Monday, it's but usually the last weekend in August. Mm. Yeah, well, it's still the last weekend in August, sort of. Technically, yeah, but. The yeah. Sunday before the last Monday. Not, oh, this is getting too confusing. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. a week later than we thought it would be, and the bank holiday's been earlier this yes. year, and I think that's why we're all over the place. Right. So, yeah, it's this week. Yeah, I was surprised. Belgium, 2019. My favourite circuit, I think, on the Formula One calendar. It's certainly it's, up there. Yeah. It's for, for me, it's a toss-up between Canada Spa and um, Texas. Yeah, I like the Texas circuit as well. Circuit of the Americas. Yeah, that's... Classic circuit. It there was there was it did feel like there was something missing from uh, from F one the year it didn't happen. Yeah, definitely that it, that was ridiculous. Two years wasn't it? I think it didn't happen. Two thousand and five ish around there. Right, yeah, like mm. yeah, it didn't happen. And then there were talk. There was talk for a while, wasn't there, where uh, Belgium and France would alternate Grand Prix. Yeah, uh, every every other year. Please don't let them alternate Grand Prix if it's going to be Paul Ricard and Spa Francorchamps. Yeah, don't Ma- want that. Manico can cope with that. Not a bad circuit, yeah. not not the best in the world, but, but throw up some good races. Yeah, yeah. racing's possible, you know, in a circuit like that. But I think I think we're all of the opinion that Paul Ricard is just why worst circuit. I, obviously, in Formula One, it's the worst circuit. I'm going to argue that I, for motorsports I know of, I can't think of a worse circuit. Um, I don't like the Saxon ring in Germany that MotoGP uses because that is essentially a cinnamon swirl left-hander with a with like a, with a yeah, panhandle yeah, yeah, bit I know on what you it. Mean. That's it's but it's not as bad as Paul Ricard was. No, you get racing at the Saxon ring. Racing, it's just yeah. boring to watch them turn left for like ninety percent of the lap. <laughs> hmm. MotoGP on ovals. I, I don't. I don't like Monaco either. To be fair, <clears throat> I, I don't. Like watching the races at Monaco, but I but, like the majesty and the idea of it. Well, if you're playing it on on PlayStation, yeah. it is tough, and you understand just how hard it is. It's a bit like bondage. It seems like a good idea till you actually do it. I'll take uh, your word for that. <laughs> <laughs> you're on your own with this one here, I think. <laughs> Although it's, Dan, it's, Dan, Dan's staying remarkably quiet, it's, even by it's, Dan's standards, <laughs> not. The allegory I would have gone for. <laughs> Being chained to the radiator doesn't count, Dan. <laughs> yeah, that, that, does, that, 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 that's being taken hostage. It does if you turn I, it I on. Think, yeah, mu- much like bondage, I think I can understand why other people enjoy it, but it's not for me. <laughs> uh, you, you can tell we need F one back as soon as possible because yeah. I think I think that we, we are going to some very dark places here. We've, we've got to Again, fill, I'll take your word for it. We've got to fill a podcast out somehow, haven't we? <laughs> Can't you do an extra total shunt or something? Not yet. Seeing as we didn't have one last week. Um, so what what have we got in the news apart from uh, not a great deal? Red Bull have been making a big fuss over Albon's seat fitting today. Yeah, Albon's had a seat fitting. Uh, they've uh, used a couple of opportunities <laughs> to post pictures. I thought they were just like totally adjustable now. Like It was like a one-size-fits-all. <laughs> it's just a beanbag. Yeah. <laughs> Just to boost the seats. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, they've um, they've they've crossed out Kvyat's name now uh, and uh, wrote uh, and Gasly's name underneath. So there's two names now crossed off on that seat, and now is Albon. They've written in permanent marker. Albon, it's definitely your seat. Are you sure? It doesn't fit very well. No, it's your seat. I'm sorry uh, to the person that tweeted this because I, I noticed they tweeted it this, this afternoon and it cracked me up and I forgot who I forgot what her name was. Um, but she posted a picture of Albon's seat fitting up with the caption. Please be nice to this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Alex Albon has been at the Red Bull um, Centre in Milton Keynes today, uh, having his seat fitting. Uh, they've it's all smiles, everything's all wonderful. Alex Albon is Red Bull gear, you know, first day at school thing, you know, big school, if you will. Um, has Gasly had his seat his seat fitting? No, but the uh, somebody but thought they don't it was, care about him anymore. No, exactly. Somebody retweeted. Well, still uh, have last year as well, like, possibly. No, yeah. Quite possibly, yeah. The um, somebody tweeted that uh, Gasly. Um, it was a retweet that Gasly put up in November, I think it was last year. Last day with Toro Rosso, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he's in li- real trouble, Gasly. Yeah, little did, he, little did he know he'd be going back there. But yeah, hopefully he does okay at Toro Rosso. I think this is the, his last half season in Formula One. Maybe, maybe he will. We'll see. See how it breaks him. To, I, well, I, it it does depend on what happens when he goes there. Oh yeah, no. If he does well, he might be okay. But I think the rest of the season is going to be a straight shootout between uh, uh, Kvyat and um, Gasly to see who's going to partner award. I don't reckon Award will be fully ready by this time next year and I think we'll take a chance on Yuri Vips and ruin his career instead and I, I reckon Kvyat will be in the team next year I I don't I, I think he, I think if he can be he will be if if Toro Rosso want him I think they'll keep him Wait, Helmut Marko might end up putting himself back in the car at this he, rate he might even end up end up being in uh, Red Bull next year yeah he might on, be depending on how uh, Albon gets on yeah personally I think Albon has shown enough that I think he can handle what's coming his way. So far, anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's hope it all works out well for, for him. We've, we've seen as well uh, this week the 2021 50% scale model in the tunnel. Uh, yeah, I think, was it... Um... Sauber's air tunnel. Oh, was it Was it the Sauber? Yeah, so the Sauber wind tunnel, mm-hmm. 50% scale model yeah. of the... Well, it's the proposed regulations for 2021, isn't it, that, that they're running, but... If you looked at the actual model, the 2017 model that somebody posted up, and then the cars, how they were in 2017, they don't really look anything alike. So, but the stuff that we saw on there we quite liked. I'll tell you one thing I really enjoyed. They're the Venturi tunnels, you know, the airs under the side pods. Yep. Took, took the air yeah, under the floor yeah, yeah, yeah. and then had, uh, you know, released it out the back. I think these... It's I, Formula I, Flood. Stuck, yeah, sucking yeah, the cars yeah, to yeah, the yeah. ground. <laughs> I've been... A bit sort of pessimistic about what's going on with the um, uh, with the twenty twenty one rules, and we keep saying like twenty twenty one rules are going to turn out, turn around in twenty twenty three. I don't think Formula One's going to have that option because I th- I think what's being put out by Formula One is um, they're strong arming like the teams into doing what they want them to do, which is the way it should be. Yeah, because it's well, unheard of. Well, but if you think of the um, if if you think of what a PR disaster it's going to be for Formula One in twenty twenty one, if they've been building up and building up and building up, and they go and ah, no, and I think as well, so much money being spent for Formula One with Ferrari, but with no overtaking and no racing. Yeah, 
would be far, far worse than Formula One without Ferrari, but with close racing. It, but Ferrari should be all fucking for this. You look at where they are, where they have been. They can't catch Mercedes. They, they above anybody, need something. They need, they've got the resources to handle a big rule change. Yeah. And they've got the resources to handle a big rule change and maybe end up on top because of it. Mm. So I don't understand why Ferrari would want to continue the way they are doing and continually be second best. They have an opportunity, don't they, to yeah. to reset the balance. They've got the they've got the staff, as you say. They've got the resources. Mm-hmm. They could, they've even got the opportunity to say to Formula One, "Well, yeah, that's okay, but let's let's work really closely together on this." Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? As a senior team in Formula One, let let let's see what we can do. You know, a bit like the manufacturers did with the blueprints for the twenty fourteen hybrid regulations. Then it would be it would make an awful lot of sense for. You know, that's why Mercedes got the jump, wasn't it? But that's, that's the point I'm trying to make. It would make an awful lot of sense for Ferrari to try and work in, work with it rather than against mm. it. That's what I'm trying to say. Go yeah. with the flow, literally go with it and, and, and embrace it. You never know, they might end up with a bit more success than they've had so far this year. I'm a big fan of the closed-in wheel rims as well. I think that's a good idea. Was it Braun or the last car to do that in 2009? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've always thought they look quite cool. The, uh, the Moon f- discs. The nose, the nose, the fact that the nose stops where the front wing stops as well. Uh, I, I think that's a real 90s throwback to like the 90s F1 cars. Stronger as well. Yeah, and like if you look at the rear wing too, like the, the curve on it, it's almost a semicircle, you know, you know the curve going up. Mm. Like with You don't need to be an aerodynamicist to understand that the air is going to hit that car, be funneled through and then thrown up, up. over yeah. the following car. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's I I think the cars look great. I think the halo looks really really good as well. They've moved it forward, haven't they? Yeah. So that yeah. And, and I, I think that's in preparation for a screen. I still think it might be an aero screen. Red Bull have been saying that, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. I think the fact well, that the, the aero the aero screen comes into IndyCar next year. The actual yeah. the actual Red Bull design. Mm-hmm. And I think Formula One would be missing a trick if they didn't keep an eye on what was going on with IndyCar yeah. and getting the feedback from the drivers in that series I, about how well it works. I think it's. When we, the way I look at the the um, the error screen is, when you look at what they do with um, is it per, is it perspex that they use for um, like it would be yeah something caging like that. sharks in and stuff like that when you walk through the tunnels yeah yeah when you look at look at that like that glass is like that thick it's yeah. so thick that thick on podcast terms is yeah. a roughly four inches yeah roughly four <laughs> inches <laughs> and the uh, um, on nine when he's chained to the radiator. A yeah. good BLT. <laughs> <laughs> a cafe ordered BLT, yeah. not a shop bought no. BLT. Um, and what I think with it, with like drivers sinking down into the cars, with us putting the halos and stuff on top of them, it would help people see the drivers again. I think with these screens because it's not if you can do that with uh, for making like fish stay in their houses like i think it's going to be a similar situation for the car you know where it's going to be nice it has and to be clear. safe doesn't it yeah, safe it's going to be nice it's going to be clear and you're going to be able to see more stuff though we do have to remember that fish don't 
often have crashes at 200 miles an hour. No, they don't. No. Uh, I was, you don't watch enough of the sci-fi channel, do you? <laughs> By a long way. And the best defence against one of those is a chainsaw. So if you put one of those where the tea camera is, mm. you're sorted. Yeah. Well, can we have this discussion about what's real and what's not real off the podcast? Yeah. yeah. Sharknado was a documentary. <laughs> one thing I did also like was the fact that, obviously, with the Venturi Tunnel sitting underneath the side pod, no barge boards. Barge boards are gone. Yes, yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Well, that, that's something that we were talking about with Scarbs last week about... Well, how complex they've got. It's yeah, ridiculous, just, just, isn't it? Or as I think I described it, the amount of guff that's going on on the side yeah. of the car. Especially with, the, is it Ferrari, I think, have got like, the, like, like, it's like human fingers sticking up out of the floor, yeah. like crossing over. It's, it's ridiculous how many elements there are to their, to their board. They've taken all the elements from the front wing and just... Um, put them on the uh, on the barge boards and the yeah. turning vanes. Yeah, I think top and bottom is what what Formula One fans want. Do they want a sport which tests physicists, or do they want do they want a sport that tests drivers? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think what they need is a return to the like 1950s cigar shaped cars. No wings, <laughs> no aerodynamics whatsoever. Was it a, Formula a, Classic. A, yeah, a bathtub full of petrol with a missile strapped to the back. Well, you could put like modern safety standards on them. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> All right, a bathtub full of petrol with a missile strapped to the back and a halo. The only, <laughs> the only halos you got back in those days were the ones you got at the fucking gates. But um... I mean, don't forget, half of those cars had mini bars in them. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't unheard of, was it, for drivers to put down their gin and tonic, stick their driving goggles on, and go and race? No. So, well, I mean, the, well, and then have. Have stopped for a coffee and a cigarette while their wheels were being changed. Well, yeah, yeah back, back in those days, the pit stops, when when they were needed, took that long, the driver would get out and have a fag. Yeah. And probably a brandy as well. Crazy. Back when men were men and elephants were woolly. Well, you say it was back back then. I seem to remember Mercedes pit stop in Germany taking about that long. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if um, wonder if Mercedes have fixed their emergency pit stop routines for uh, future races because that really did screw things up. Yeah, they made a mistake. Did, but but yeah. Well, made... Hamilton made a mistake followed by a pit stop error. It's yeah. but you've got to think about the amount of races where they didn't make mistakes. There's mm-hmm. no reason to like analyze things. I I think that can damage things actually. Over analysis. Yeah. Over analysis. No one died. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think trying to rearrange your procedures to protect against something that will happen once in every yeah. 500 races yeah, yeah, yeah. might not be worth it. A million no. to one chances happen nine times out of ten. <laughs> Terry Pratchett, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, other thing that came out this week is the potential of a new team on the grid for 2021. Pantera. Pan- 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 Panthera? Panthera. It, it, Panthera. It, it, wasn't Panthera in um, Thundercats? I was going to say it was, Pan- a, it was a Thundercats, wasn't it? It was Panthro. <laughs> Panthro, was it? Panthro, yeah. Panthro, yeah. Uh, right. Um, he yeah. was my favourite. And Lionel. Mm-hmm. He was not my favourite. No. <laughs> <laughs> this team looks like it's made up by a lot of ex-mana stuff. Yeah, ex-mana management and then some other people who have been... The, the, the details are quite... Someone from Caterham as well. Yeah, details are quite well, vague. Pretty. Yeah, Manor yeah. and Caterham, they did really well, didn't they? Um, let's you, not put... you, you crowdfunded Caterham. I did crowdfund Caterham because I wanted them to make the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, and they did. Complete with Will Stevens. Yes. <laughs> I liked Will Stevens. Well, he was, he was 
Not very good at racing. No, but, but I just think it was nice to have somebody from The Only Way is Essex on a, dr- on a grid. <laughs> it was weird. And, and I think, to date, the only driver to have ever called another driver a Muppet yeah. over Team Radio. <laughs> Any guesses as to who he was calling a Muppet? Because uh, I can remember. Uh, was it Maldonado? I'm going for Maldonado. Ericsson? Grosjean. Ah. Ah. Beaker. Yeah, an actual Muppet anyway. <laughs> I think we can all take half a point from yeah. our answers. Yeah. All very good guesses and perfectly reasonable. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Grosjean at the 2015 Canadian Grand Prix. I think it was anyway. May, ha- may have to look that up if, yeah. we, can, if we can actually be bothered. Mm. Um, I, I might mean, do from, that in a minute. I think, I think we do need a new team on the grid, but... I'm concerned. Because They're operating out of somewhere near Silverstone, but it's not an actual Formula One factory. It's just an industrial unit. Starting to sound more worrying because mm. the the last thing the last thing that we want is another Caterham HRT Manor Lola. I say situation. that within the, within the or even rules. Williams this early this Absolutely. year. Absolutely, yeah. But within the uh, rules now, I mean, do are, are things like that less likely? If they're going to walk down the Haas type of path, that's what they said they want to do, isn't it? You know, yeah. they're, they're they're aware that that's a a possibility for them. I wonder if they are just going to knock on Mercedes door and be like, "We'll sell out to you completely if we can have one of your drivers, and we'll essentially be your B team." The pro- the problem is though, um, under under the current regulations, they can they can do the Haas model, which is all fine and good, but. Under the engine supply rules, they would have to use, I believe, either a Honda or a Renault. Honda. Because they are the teams that supply the least number of... They are the suppliers that supply the least number of teams. Ferrari supply two, don't they? Yeah. Is that... I thought that was the... If if you supply the least number of teams, if a team wanted an engine and nobody else would Would supply them, you have to. I think you can still walk in and buy a Mercedes engine. Oh, probably, yeah. Right, I, 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 yeah, just, yeah, I yeah. thought it, I thought it had to be no, anyone new coming in has to go to the supplier with the. If they can't find an engine, but they're yeah. willing to participate, it yeah. would have to be either. I think it has to be Honda because Renault have a works team. They have they have a de facto. There there is not even de facto. It's an actual Renault works mm. team. Whereas Honda don't. They're literally a supplier. So I think yeah. Honda would be the would be the one they would have to go to. I, don't, I, think, I think you can buy whatever engine you want to put. Of course you can. Car. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. if they've no one would supply them for whatever yeah. reason. But the thing is, if they're thinking of coming in in 2021, that means that obviously the infrastructure's already been started up. Well, they've asked for the drawings and, and they've asked to be included in their technical meetings yeah, from now it on. It would just help knowing what F1 was going to be in 2021 just to give them less yeah. of a disadvantage. Hands up round the table if you think they're actually going to be called Panthera Team Asia by the time they get on the grid in 2021. Oh, there'll be a, there's guaranteed no. to be a big sponsor no. in there. Absolutely um, not. Absolutely not. I quite like Panthera Grand Prix, though. The, the, the current name is Panthera Team Asia. Yeah, if you just get rid of the Team Asia bit, I think that's quite a cool name. It just, it just sounds a bit... Um... It sounds like an overrated metal band. One, two, one, two Steel minutes. Panthera. <laughs> Death to all but Mercedes. <laughs> I don't know. It, it it just sounds like it should be in a cartoon. 
as a racing team in a oh, car. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And their livery is totally black, isn't it? Let's, yeah. let's be honest. It's no, it's it's, it's a black livery. And with they have, literally and, just and the engine supplier on it, and that's it. Yeah, and, and it's a panther. It's a panther down the side of the car. Yeah, it has to be. They, they are the bad guy, evil racing team that um, Chuck Hero's racing team are always up against. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They've got a German driver, and they are Marcus Ericsson's <laughs> only way back to Formula One. <laughs> Well, it looks like he's going to be uh, potentially out of a job next year. Apparently so, because McLaren. Is it? Has he done badly? In... He's not terrible, as from, from what I can tell. But he's, he's fourth in the rookie standings in IndyCar at the moment. How many rookies are there? Four. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he's second in the Swedish rookie standings in IndyCar. How many Swedes are there? Two. Oh. <laughs> But he's first in the Marcus Ericsson standings <laughs> in IndyCar. He's had the best comedy crash of the year when he actually managed to hit the pit wall at Indianapolis. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then the wall tweeted, I think, Ericsson, Ericsson hit, hit us. us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please tell me that that actually happened and the Indianapolis wall Twitter account was was active within 30 seconds of the incident. No, it was the Indianapolis Motor Speedway blue tick account with a picture of it saying, I think Ericsson <laughs> hit us. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't see any other way back for Ericsson in F1 apart from uh, apart from a new team starting up, and I think he's going to be uh, I think he's going to be on the scrap heap by the end of this year. Unfo- it's unfortunate because he's not actually been shit in IndyCar. No, if it's IndyCar, every Formula One driver that goes to IndyCar does all right. Even Takuma Sato won this weekend. Max Chilton, it's all right. Yeah, but there's no spending cap, and you can make aerodynamic checks to go in the car. Now, there's a man who has a minibar in his car. Yes. (laughs) Still has an open-face helmet. (laughs) Are you sure it's a (laughs) minibar? It might be. A full-on bar with a bartender. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A mixologist. Yes. (laughs) Just in his side pod. (laughs) I think I've just found my ideal job in racing. (laughs) What have you you got in your car, uh, Max? A super yacht. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all we all know that he's only in the team because his dad paid for title sponsorship for the whole Carlin operation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the uh, going back to Team Team Panthera, I mean, it's he's, he's the most least Carling bloke in the world as well, isn't he? I bet, I bet he doesn't even know what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I've met that that Will Carling. <laughs> the yeah, Pim's drinker, if there ever was one. <laughs> Definitely, so Panthera. They've definitely got a black livery. They have to have. They can't not have. They can't have any other. They can't be if they get from one. The name is Panthera. Also, that puts twenty-two cars back on the grid. Well, that changes the format of qualifying again. So it'll be. Um, it'll be seventeenth. Yeah, six, 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 and ten. Yeah, I think you're going to end up with a shaken up qualifying anyway. Possibly, but that would change it back to six, oh, like Paul just, just said. Then. It's just hit me. If the car's unreliable, it'll have to be called Sex Panthera. Works a hundred percent of the time, sixty percent of the time. time. Does that mean? Does that mean? <laughs> well, sixty percent of the time it works all the time. Yeah. <laughs> does that mean if it uh, if they have a uh, an engine blow, it'd be Sex Panther on fire? Right, oh, nice. <laughs> Have we actually checked just to see that this isn't a joke and Brian Fantana isn't the team principal? <laughs> it's been in legitimate newsy places, more legitimate than us. Okay, fair enough. So, D- Doubt it. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, they've been operating out somewhere near Silverstone. Obviously, they would need a factory, but what? who's currently operating out of Manor's old factory? Um... The new 
well, it was the new Manor um, LMP team. LMP team, but that appears to have just ground to a halt. And what about the Alan Partridge-esque Caterham factory in Norfolk? Maybe. I don't think they even need that, but look at Haas. Apparently they work out of a fucking P.O. Box number. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, yeah, we got the... Um, do you remember when we got the uh, the taxi in... I yeah. um, can't remember where it was. Northampton? Not... <sighs> yeah, that... Banbury. Yeah, the industrial estate. Yeah. Mm. Um, or the business park, sorry. Yeah, uh, we got, got the taxi in Banbury. Um, we said to the driver, any chance you can go past, um, past the Haas? Uh, team headquarters so we can take a look at that while we're on the way to mm-hmm. Mercedes they said I don't know where it is I've never seen it so, what oh, I've got the address oh it's a business park yeah and it's an office everything everything on the Haas car is just built somewhere well, else didn't we see Mahindra as well Mahindra's an office isn't Mahindra's it? an office in Milton Keynes yeah and a top floor one as well imagine getting the cars down the lift <laughs> surely they've got a ramp <laughs> <laughs> It's Formula E, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But they email the car to the bottom floor. Maybe. <laughs> Dad got to download it in the garage. Just turn up at the circuit with a USB stick, plug it in, and there's the car. <laughs> Tell you what, if you if you ever need a model for how to like take any goodwill and hype that you've built around your brand and just completely spunk it up the wall. Then Formula Put in the car. No, Formula E have done a really good job of that this year. How thing. long until Formula One teams are 3D printing the parts they need at circuits? I, I'm surprised that we don't have... Uh, I'm surprised that there isn't more of that done now in the factory. Or is it done? You know, we need this part. Well, we've just redeveloped it. We'll email you the, the thing where you 3D print it there. I suppose it's not the technology, is it? It's not the... Um... It's, it's going to be the speed of actually being able to... Being able to do it, or is it is it not going to be a case of the material? Like, what can we three D print with? Uh, can we can we three D print with anything? I, that's I don't strong think enough? you can three D print with carbon fiber yes, because you yeah, weave yeah. that, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Carbon fiber is woven. Yeah, yeah. so you see, so you it, it's probably going to be something like hexagonal, isn't it? And it'll it'll need to be something new. I mean, Force, Force India three years ago, two years ago, three D mm. printed the majority of their steering wheel. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure things like that you, you can get away with. But as far as car parts, I mean, that'd be great. In the, you know, for, for a team like Haas, you know, they need front wings. Like <laughs> no one. Well, that's a hell of a size of a of a, of a 3D printer. They need but, yeah. Star Trek style replicators. Yeah. <laughs> but that's um, why DHL is a logistics partner of Formula One, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. They. Uh, they do get things there, like as soon as they possibly. But that can. would have to be cheaper in the end, though. If you if you could buy barrels of like liquid carbon fiber and in, in a part of your motorhome is a huge 3d printer that's got to be like logistically cheaper than uh like using the haulage firms and possibly kinder to the environment yeah that's kind of a bit of a fallacy though isn't it because technology technology has a has an issue with not being kind to the environment especially like high high technology uh, but putting something that's uh, two inches by three inches in a box and then driving it to the airport and then putting oh, it on yeah, a plane and yeah. then flying it halfway around the world for the next day so that they can then take use it on a car. Worst set of world party lyrics I don't know. ever. I, d- I don't know, because you, you, you're talking about technology that doesn't exist we're, yet. In the we're also talking about a sport that burns 
a shit ton of, of fossil fuel. fuels yeah. to go around in a circle. Only yeah. only a hundred kilos per car per race. And McLaren are carbon neutral. Hundred kilos, so that's two tons. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For any for anyone who doesn't know that places where they say they're carbon neutral, it's a fucking buzzword bollocks thing. Means they buy carbon credits from yeah someone means, who says have some carbon credits and pay me money. It means they shit. It means that essentially that someone else has taken the brunt for their shit. Yes. <laughs> I just thought they got they paid for some trees or something. I I think that's that's they, a, they've paid for something. Thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So Belgian Grand Prix this weekend. But what they do, <laughs> what they do do is paint things green. Like they'll paint green bits on the car, and they'll have green stickers with trees on. No, no, so no, Jaguar no. are coming back. Yes. No, that that's that's Flovis. They use that during practice just to make sure what the what the airflow's looking like. Tying in with the Belgian Grand Prix, some conjectury kind of news for today. Oh, good. Lando Norris wearing a leg brace whilst eye gaming after being after spending all day walking mm. around MotoGP yesterday Sunday. He's, he was he was on Twitch wearing a leg brace. He said it was precautionary. And McLaren are actually putting something out saying it's it's okay, it's fine. We just he's got an inflamed tendon. Yeah, it's like the Daily Mail put a massive story up about something that might have been exaggerated. Shock. Because we all believe everything the Daily Mail. No, I'm not me. No, I can't, I can't no, even, no. I can't even bring myself to agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think. Um, even if he was injured, McLaren wouldn't be making a big deal out of it. But I, I think it's an absolute nothing, just mainly because of the source of the story. Yeah. Also, and he's 19 and made of rubber, so if he's inflamed a tendon, he'll be fine by lunchtime tomorrow. Yeah, and don't, like this is the same thing with fucking elite athletes, and especially with elite athletes around things like Formula One. They don't get treated like normal human beings. They're like um, Mark Webber broke a leg in two places. And, and he, fixed it in like three weeks. Yes. Yeah, three it's weeks not, later he was running. Yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> Remember when Schumacher broke his leg in um, Sil- uh, Silverstone? So, I was, was there. Yeah, it was like, was it six weeks later? His the, the test he had to do to prove that he was fit to get back in the car involved jumping off the pit wall and yeah. landing on his bad yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he had to jump off both feet off the concrete wall, about three and a half feet high, yeah. and, and land solely on the on the leg that he'd already broken mm-hmm. to prove that it was strong enough for him to get in the car and race. Yeah. Imagine doing that six weeks after you've broken your leg. It's fun, it's fun yeah. when you spend 18 hours a day in a hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Although, um, for anyone that... Anyone that Carbon follows, printing fucking bones. That's what they yeah. were doing. For anyone that follows the NFL, um, the current story at the moment, of course, is um, cryogenic treatments don't always work because a um, fairly big-name player, Antonio Brown, had uh, cryo treatment on both his feet but forgot to wear anything um, protective on them and got frostbite. Wow. Oops. You idiot. <laughs> and Maybe the treatment will work better if it's on my bare skin. <laughs> Yeah, he ended up um, he ended up missing something like the first preseason game and the first two weeks of training with frostbite in I've both had, feet. I've had um, cryo on my Achilles. It's really weird. It was really cold. <laughs> I think that's the idea. Yeah. So anyway, Belgian Grand Prix this weekend. Yes, it is. Yes, mm-hmm. as we've all discussed, one one of the best circuits. Um, we're going we're going into this one with we think Mercedes being dominant, but. We've had a couple of wins for Red Bull recently. 
We have had a couple of wins for Red Bull recently, and whilst I was away, uh, obviously not here last week, I got thinking a little bit, and I was wondering if... Because remember last year, Ferrari came back really strong in Belgium. Mm. Yeah. Vettel passed Hamilton like he was stood still and was totally dominated, totally dominated um, Mercedes. Mercedes then suddenly went, oh, fell asleep there a little bit. Lads, let's uh, pick that up and make sure we win everything else towards yeah. the end of the season. Um, but for a very short while, it looked like Ferrari were, were on top. Now, we know that their straight line speed is incredible this year. Uh, it's probably, well, it's almost definitely the top. It is, but I th- the problem with their top speed is, I don't think their top speed's there because they've improved their engine. Their top speed that th- is there because the they haven't same, got the downforce. Yeah, same reason as why it's there yeah. for Williams. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know that I'm expecting Ferrari to do the same thing in Belgium this year as they did last year. But I wonder whether or not that you know this whole Red Bull being in second place thing that we were talking about a few weeks ago, Ferrari just given up this year already. A Ferrari after Canada when when Vettel should have won the race but didn't. Did they go? Look, we've gone down the wrong route with this mm. one. Let's pack up this year, not bother uh, trying to force anything through, and we'll start again next year, or possibly, you know, if they believe the regulations are coming in for 2021. They have officially denied, if I remember right, that they are working on next year's car already. They're still working on this one. Mm-hmm. Well, official denial means confirmation. Yeah. We but all know that. We or, all or know- no, they, they haven't shifted focus. Yeah. They, they are working on it, of course. They just. But we all know that the um, the rules aren't changing a massive amount before next year, so it's just going to be a, an evolution of a car. So, surely working for next year is going to be working on this year's car. The, the, they also said, um, I'm trying to remember, it was round about round about the British Grand Prix, that um, there will be updates on the car for the next several races. So, but again, this could this could tie in with not a massive amount of changes coming in for next year. So whatever they whatever they built on the car for the rest of this year will still work in twenty twenty. Let's not forget that this year's car is like the the proper like Ferrari being properly into James Ellison not being part of their team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. That's really showing is like a weakness within Ferrari is on their um, like engineering department. And let's not forget, Kimi Raikkonen is still the last driver to win a race in the Ferrari. Crazy. They haven't won the, this year. Last win, last championship. I think that I honestly think their last two chances this year, as we were talking about the downforce issue, are Belgium and Monza. Okay. You do need downforce at Belgium, of course. You do. You're going to need it at Monza as well. Bet, like Monza. Singapore as well for an outside because it's hot, and we know that Mercedes struggle there. Yep. Yeah. But I think that's more likely to be a, a Red, Red Bull, Bull one. circuit. Yeah. By the time we get mm. to Singapore, but who knows? You know, things happen and get turned, flipped upside down. Just, to, just occurs to me. Might need to check this one with Sean. But is Kimi the? He's the last driver to win for two teams because he was the last driver to win out of Enstone as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, last driver to win. F- yep, yeah, last driver to win for. Technically, it was Lotus, Lotus at the time. Yeah, last driver to win a race in the Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Jensen Button still the last driver to win a race for McLaren. Yeah. 
Who's the last driver to win a race? Pastor Maldonado's the last driver to win a race for Williams. Yep. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. Doesn't sound right. F1 is broken. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. Talking broken. to Maldonado, he's out of work again. Yes, yeah, saw that. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't come to an agreement with his um, WEC team, mm-hmm. but he says he'll be uh, doing something else. Watch this space. Would you get the new Formula E? Could, could, he's pushing really time. hard. <laughs> he he's going to work hard next time round. He couldn't come to an agreement. Was that disagreement? I want to get in your car, and they were like, "No, no. we don't want you to get in our <laughs> car. <laughs> Stay away from the garage. You've been fired." <laughs> We have now spent twice what you bring in in sponsorship on repairs. <laughs> well, maybe this Panthera Team Asia thing is is just a guise to get Maldonado and Ericsson in the same team. Oh, good God. Please let it happen. <laughs> team Pastera. Uh, yeah. Pasteric. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate for um, Ericsson here. He sorted himself out in the last year he had in Formula One. Yeah, it he was, was his best year in yeah. Formula One. And, and he, he was, was always uns- better in the second half as well. Yeah, and he was unceremoniously dumped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was okay in his last year at Sauber. But the um, unfortunate thing was he had Charles Leclerc as a teammate. Now, I think Charles Leclerc is probably Ferrari's best chance of a race winner this year. I don't think Vettel's... I think Vettel's head is almost gone. As in, if he's leading a race... He's going to start panicking, thinking about what might go wrong, what could go wrong. Someone's catching him. Mm-hmm. Old Vettel would have been like, okay, well, someone's catching me, but I've got the track position and I'm going to make it really hard for them if they do get close. What was it, 2016? He was about 15 seconds in the lead and then one of his tyres just decided, right, I've had enough. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think Charles Leclerc is Ferrari's best chance for win. So if Ferrari are going to be victorious in either of these two upcoming races back-to-back, I think it's going to be him I, that does I, it for them. I don't think they've got the driver. I don't, I, I don't. Their car is unless like Monza, wait, they are without with the like four seconds a lap clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> unless they are that strong in Monza, they can't help but fucking win a race. Um, I don't think they've got the driver to win a race because like people, people seem to want Charles Leclerc to be better than i think he is i think there's a lot of i think there's kind of an ocon syndrome with him where people just really like him um and he's on level with sebastian vettel which we think is that bad he could retire at the end of the year and he's on the same level as him i think he's better than Vettel not at the moment. No, yeah, but they're they're together in qualifying, they're together in the race. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not that far. Not yeah. that, there's not that much to separate it's, them as the season's gone on. When you look at Daniel Ricardo, when Daniel Ricardo had a good year and Vettel uh, and Vettel had a bad year in Red Bull, Daniel Ricardo destroyed Vettel and won races when he didn't. I think if there was anything if uh, not I shouldn't say anything about because he's he, Charles Leclerc is obviously a good Formula One driver, but I don't know if he's like an elite level Formula One driver. People want to um, say that he, like the likes of him and Max Verstappen are the future of Formula One. I don't think there's a chance of uh, Charles Leclerc ever being on the same level as Max Verstappen. I think, I think that's a bit unfair. Yeah, I think you're looking at the team results from Ferrari and blaming them on the drivers. Look at what he did in the Sauber last then year. What, we'll be, we, we do it with Vettel. We do it with Vettel, and then they're and they're in the same place. Yeah, but they're not in the same place because how many times this season have Ferrari absolutely screwed over the strategy? I think they did early doors, but they haven't lately. 
I think that the early doors at the beginning of the season, they were clearly fa- favouring um, Vettel. Vettel. Because they thought he was the world yes. champion. But the, and, I, and I still stand by the fact that in a 50-50 situation, you should probably go with Vettel because I think he'll bring the best result home for you. But if you look at the races they've had, actually, they've ended up screwing both their drivers over because they didn't want to give either preference. Yeah. So it's not a case of them just trying to like dumping Leclerc in on lap four and giving him like ultra hard tires just to get him out of the way. He's just on. He's on level with Vettel, and he's on level with Vettel, who we think might leave. Yeah, but it's ele- <laughs> it's just this whole elevator thing, isn't it? Vettel's. I wouldn't say he's on his way down. Oh yeah, and Charles Leclerc's on his on way, way up. up. Yeah, I like. I know. I always say it that I don't believe in the slow burn champion. I I don't, and I just think if Damon Hill was a slow burn champion. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. Uh, you can say the same thing about Jensen Button as Kimi well. Kimi Raikkonen. But the problem, the difference is, I would say they, Jensen, uh, especially Kimi, especially, they looked exceptional when they first came into Formula 1. In the same way as Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso, when they first came into Formula 1, they looked exceptional. Yeah. And I don't think Charles Leclerc in... I mean, we, we keep saying how bad the Ferrari is. It's still second best car most most weekends. Maybe third at Maybe the third now. But it's still third best car. and it's, it, Yeah, but it's third best team easily. It might, it, oh, yeah, even abso- when it's the absolutely. second best car. Absolutely, but, but they've still got a decent car. Even when it's the fastest car, they're the third best team. If yeah, you know. but you can take team out of it, apart from like, I know you've had the odd mechanical issues and stuff like that, but I feel if Charles was the driver that could gra- grab a car and wring its neck and get more out of it than the car can do, I think his qualifying would be better. I think he'd be more dangerous in qualifying than he is, and he's not dangerous in qualifying. I think Vettel's hammered him on qualifying. I don't know if they're... Um, I have Not hammered, but I think yeah, he's, yeah. he's yeah. out-qualified him more I'd have to have a look that. at the head-to-head, but the Charles Leclerc's yeah. weak point is his qualifying. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think his racing's that strong. You know, he's, he's made so many mistakes. But this, I don't think Ferrari have been that strong lately. No, no they haven't. I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying Ferrari's problems are the drivers. Oh, sorry, not saying all Ferrari's problems are the drivers. Ferrari have got bigger problems than that as well. But Ferrari never do well um, when they haven't got a single person to try and galvanise the team around. There are, what they've got now is two number two drivers. But what I would argue there is that Ferrari have had three opportunities to win races this year. The first mm-hmm. one was Charles Leclerc and there was a mechanical issue. Not anyone's fault. That's the way the cookie the way the cookie crumbles, the way it falls sometimes. He should have won that race. Could have been yeah. He would have won, won that race, race if there was if there was no mechanical issue. Yeah. He would have won that race. I think, I think it race. would have been interesting because I do think he would have been raced by Lewis Hamilton in the end because Ferrari have been bad on their tires all year. Yeah. So that race, but that particular race, there wasn't there wasn't an issue because Bahrain was a bit of an no, anomaly. No, but the, anyway. I think towards the end of that race, that race would have come back to Lewis Hamilton. But the gap was so huge. I don't think it could have I made the gap it, up. No. I, How big I think was it was the gap. Was about what? Seventeen seconds. I yeah. Think it was. No, I think I, I think if if tires start going off, Mercedes is really good in his tires. Uh, Hamilton's really good in his tires. I think it would have been a race. It would have been more of a race not having him there. In Canada, Vettel should have won the race, made a mistake which cost him the race, essentially. Uh, again, I think if um I think he I think Lewis would have got past him eventually. Yeah. If they were allowed to race. Yeah. yeah, I think 
And the third race that Ferrari had a chance to win was Austria. And again, that was Charles Leclerc. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I, don't, I don't want to say Ferrari lost that race. Red Bull won it. Max yeah. Verstappen won that race. Yeah. Um, yeah, the pass was, as we, we said before, the pass was as hard as we'd like to see. We don't but want to see any Max more. Verstappen wouldn't have, uh, Max Verstappen or Lewis Hamilton wouldn't have allowed themselves to be per- per- overtaken like that. No. But the point I'm making is there have been three races where Ferrari could have won. Yeah. Two of those have been Charles Leclerc's. Where's Sebastian Vettel? Oh no! Absolutely, I don't think Leclerc. I think Leclerc is much further down the road Absol- with the battle at, um, at the moment. But it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell because the Ferrari is not there. I think maybe the opportunities have arose for for Leclerc. Like the, it seems that whenever Vettel's on form, the car's only good enough for third. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, I think it's lucky. That oh not lucky but you know it's on the races where Charles Leclerc's had the upper hand the car's been better as yeah. well you know it's been capable of winning a race. And to counter my own point about Vettel losing his head a little bit, Leclerc did lose his head a little bit when being chased by Verstappen. Well, in, Leclerc's in, crashed more in, than Vettel this year. No, he didn't crash as such. He, he just uh, he, he got made a few no, mistakes. No, but, but when he, he has being... crashed. Look at look at Baku, Monaco. Baku, yeah, Monaco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Monaco. Yeah, Monaco. Monaco. I am stupid. Monzu. <laughs> Uh, Silver stew, yeah. <laughs> Back at oh. <laughs> so, how do we think um, the new guy in the Red Bull is going to do? Of course, because there is no Pierre Gasly in the Red Bulls we were talking about. I think he's going to win the race. Really? You think Alex Albon's going to go out there? And I am smash writing it? that down as one of your predictions. If you're not careful, I absolutely don't think he's going to win the race. <laughs> I do think it's worth five English pounds. Do you think he's going to beat Verstappen at Spa? I think that's worth five English pounds. I think that would only happen if Verstappen ends up in the wall. Yeah, I think or right. gets tagged by somebody that. You know, puts him it's way down the order. Sh- yeah, shenanigans. Yeah. Do you know what would be amazing? Right? With that, with that first first corner at Belgium, there will be plenty of opportunities for shenanigans. Yeah, just avoid yeah. incident at that first mm-hmm. corner because Lasos is, it's quite close to the start line, isn't it? As in, you know, it's it's not like we're not talking like Mexico where you've got like sixteen hundred meters it's before the, you get to Mexico to the first in a different bloody time zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you know what I mean though the, the, the start down to the first corner is so far away whereas in Belgium it's not that far away it's only four or five hundred metres something like that it's something it's something short yeah, yeah. yeah. so into La Source you know it's a tight right bend it's probably the tightest right hand bend on anywhere in Formula 1 I think it is even, it is even tighter than the Monaco hairpin mm. but I mean we saw everything that went on last year Oh, you're gonna have there's someone's gonna clunk, and you've got two ideal people to clunk as well. Now Leclerc's got Three. trauma already yeah. because because Alonso. <laughs> two de- two desperate Ferrari drivers that that need to do something in a desperate Ferrari team, and what we think's probably gonna be a broken Gasly by the time we get to. So you're talking, you're talking about first corner shenanigans in Belgium, and there's three drivers likely to cause them, and you didn't even mention Grosjean, yep. who got banned for first corner shenanigans yep. in Belgium, and um, had got involved since in first corner shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. But we're past the summer break. This is when Grosjean starts driving to try and keep his seat. Yes, <laughs> but 
The problem is Grosjean has caused first corner shenanigans in Belgium before, and Belgium's always been after the summer break. Yeah. Can we just make, just quickly touch on the fact that Gunter Steiner has said officially that Haas will not look at a rookie whilst they're whilst they're having these issues with their car. I think it's fair. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah, and I think Hulkenberg will be a brilliant choice for him. Yeah, I think quite Hul- possibly. Yeah. yeah. Hulkenberg. Just saying that they, 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 he has said that they won't look at a rookie for Dan, next Dan year. doesn't think Kvyat's going to be in Toro Rosso next year. Kvyat would be a good choice. Yep. Um, Bottas, if Bottas doesn't get kept on at, uh, uh, at Mercedes. I think, I think Bottas will still be within the Mercedes family. I think he'll still be in a Mercedes car. Mm. Unless they send him as a sleeper agent to a Ferrari-based team. And, just, mm. and here's your spy camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <coughs> I felt I still think it's going to be a surprise, and Toto has um, duped us all. Oh, it's between Ocon and Bottas. Is it hell? Do someone else. Please don't tell me that, 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 that they're not looking elsewhere. Of course they are. Yeah, they're Mika Hakkinen. Cool. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? He did <laughs> I, make his I hope you're right, and I yeah. hope it's Daniel Ricciardo. Mm-hmm. Because I put Daniel. I put oh, no, I, I'd prefer that. I'd prefer that at the <clears> drama and what next year will provide to us. But I'd like Daniel Ricciardo because I think that would save his career. I think if he has another bad year in Renault next year, he just gets forgotten as being one of the top five drivers on the grid. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's a, he's made a terrible mistake moving to Renault. Terrible, and, unless it was calculated, knowing full well that he couldn't go from Red Bull straight to Ferrari or straight to Mercedes because Red Bull just wouldn't allow that. So he had to go somewhere else. First, he can go where the fuck he want when his contract's up. He had one year left in it. You can't tell me that he wouldn't have stayed if he if he'd have stayed in Red Bull and been on the back of Max Verstappen for the whole of this this year. Mm-hmm. He would have been on the top of Ferrari and Mercedes shopping lists right now. Quite possibly. The, the, on, the only reason we don't think he is is because he's obscure. He's just you know he's gone out in Q three, and he uh, Co- sorry Q one or Q one, yeah. yeah. Daniel Ricciardo out in Q1. Yeah. Crazy times. But, I mean, as we discussed last week, the car is a shed. Oh, the car, yeah, but this is the thing you can get. But how many times have we seen drivers like come into Formula 1, where Anthony Davidson comes to mind, that look like they could have been good Formula 1 drivers, but because they haven't had the car, they've just fell out of Formula 1. I think that can happen to experienced drivers as well. well I mean, how many years has Hulk been at that team now? Yeah. Four or five? Mm-hmm. Something like that? And he, he's already, he looks like a man who knows he's leaving and it looks like it's his decision to leave rather than, you know, being booted out of the team. He looks like he's already handed his notice in. It's like, yeah. I'm off at the end of the year, lads. Yeah. So like, I this think is not good enough. That's probably something to do with his teammate being paid 20 million and him yes, not. Yes, probably. That may, it may well be, but... Uh, Two million, I think he's on. Is but, it two million? But again, I mean, what a what a great What's piece of business for Daniel Ricciardo. If, he, if he's managed that, if he's managed to be signed on a two-year contract... Uh, with um, you know a poor performance escape clause and oh dear Renault have been shit this year then there's an escape clause for Ricardo to get out he will well be talking to Mercedes and Ferrari he will be absolutely. I think Hulkenberg is on 500 grand a year I don't even think he makes a million I'm I, I'm sure there'll be all sorts of like win like bonuses and stuff like that on top of it but I'm almost convinced it's something ridiculous like that. And then he'll have 
personal sponsorship yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, don't, I, I'm, I'm not worried but, about him. Yeah. But I'm, I'm convinced just, he's on, just like... Just two pounds a month can save this poor Formula One driver. <laughs> <laughs> call Hulk... What, what should we call it? Hulk appeal. Uh, Hulk in need. Just, is just a friend looking, indeed. Just looking it up, and according to this one I found, gpfans.com, four and a half million. Oh, right, okay, cool. No, it's the, it must be wrong. It must be someone else I was thinking of. But yeah, I thought I thought there was something really, really low he was on. All we're asking for is less than the price of a coffee per month. How long has he been at Renault for? If you can help Nico Hulkenberg, call Hulk Aid now. How, how long has he been at Renault for? This is his fourth season. I right. think so. Yeah, I think so it's I bet he, he bailed out a Force India just before the car turned pink. Well, I bet that's four million then a million a season over the four years. No, the, the that sign that was listing year? annual salaries. Right. Yeah, and they've been fairly evenly matched, haven't they, over mm. at Renault, Hulkenberg and Ricardo? Again, uh, two, two, two decent enough drivers in an absolute dog of a car. I, I think Daniel well, Ricciardo, right situation, is a world champion. Yeah, yeah but this, this is the thing. I think this, the Daniel Ricciardo has moved to Renault, and I think he's got the... There will be a clause in there that says, look, you've you promised me this is going to be great and you're going to pay me loads of money, but if it's not great, mm. I'm allowed to go and talk to other teams about 2020, 2021. What... The rumor is that his contract is that he he can get it. It's only a two year contract. Yeah, but uh, he can get out after a year if the car is shit. And he, guess what? The car is shit. But I think the clause is he can get out of the contract if it's Ferrari or Mercedes. I think it's written. It's team specific that he can leave. That he can terminate his contract early if he's offered a top drive. And they would be the only two that I think he'd be looking at going to. But his old seat. I don't think if he could get out and go back to Red Bull, I don't think that's ridiculous. I think the atmosphere would be very different to when he was there. Oh, if you yeah, think abs- about the, it's Verstappen's team now. Well, if you think about the comments that um, what's his face, team boss, um, which is what he was worried Horner, about, Christian Horner was saying while he was still there after he'd signed mm-hmm. for Renault, it'd feel pretty weird going back. Christian Horner's face looks like he should be a Batman villain. He flips a coin for every decision he makes. <laughs> so that that could soon come round in the same way as I, I yeah, think. Yeah, you could, you could actually imagine a Batman villain called the Tosser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Christian Horner's okay. No, I, I it's, like it's Horner. The, uh, it's I, I don't believe everything Marco, he says is it? the truth. But I don't think, I think he might believe everything he says is the truth until Helmut Marco turns around and goes, no, Christian. Yeah. It's this way now. This is my truth. Tell me yours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, manage your teachers. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't think it's stupid to think that Vettel might end up going back either. So we're previewing the um, Belgian Grand Prix here, and we were asking how Alex Albon was going to get on. <laughs> yes. And Lee yes. said he thought he was going to win the race. I don't think he's going to win the race, but I think he'll do all right. I think he'll be yeah. fourth, fourth, seventh. Yeah. You think he'll McLaren ahead of him? Ooh. Oh. Hope so. Be nice. Well, science is only a couple of points behind Gasly in the drivers' championship, so and that is going to change because I think science will now finish ahead of Gasly. Mm-hmm. Then again, I think science would have probably finished ahead of Gasly even if it had stayed in the Red Bull. Yes. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Uh, I wonder is there, if there's any penalties coming people's ways because it's usually Spa, isn't it? Where we there really is, start to see the penalties. There coming. is a Toro Rosso penalties coming. Now, yeah. I wonder if they'll give them straight to Gasly as soon as he gets in the car. Probably, uh, which would be unfortunate. Well, the Toro Rosso penalties coming. Will there not be? There'll be Red Bull, Red Bull penalties. Well. I mean, too. Honda have said there I are. Don't go- know. There are going to be 
multiple penalties mm. for all four cars between now and the end of the season. Yeah. Because because they, of development. Yeah, they've got um, third and fourth spec parts coming in. Mm. So by necessity, that means that they are gonna, they are going to take a hit at some point. Do you know what's really shit about all those penalty shenanigans? Is the fact that it makes for artificial grids? No, it's not that. It's the fact they've made. It, it's there to cut, cut costs, but the teams are still spending the money because they're having the penalties. <laughs> If the if the penalties were there and they weren't taking the penalties, it would mean that the cost cutting was working. But they're taking the penalties, they're spending the money, and we're getting robbed. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, we, we lose we lose out in the end because, like I said, it's, it's the artificial grids. Yeah, it's, I'm a millennial. I could be entitled. I know all about it. <laughs> Dear God. Um. So we reckon. I mean, theoretically, where do you th- where do you think Gasly would have finished in a Red Bull at this race? Seventh or eighth? Yeah. So we think Albon's going to do round about the same. I think so. Yeah. Um, I think he'll have a really good race. I think the maybe not Max Verstappen levels of first race for Red Bull good. I think I think it'll be top six cars will be in the top six places: Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull. But I th- I think sixth is mm. is. A very respectable result for Alex Albon. Mm. Yeah. I think he'll do a Ferrari. You reckon he'll what, clear, clear one? Mm, Vettel or, or Leclerc, maybe both. I, I don't I don't see Ferrari getting better this now. Do you think Red Bull might put him on a really weird strategy where we're all like, oh, what are they doing to Alex Albon? And then all of a sudden he's like second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Possibly, but that second would be just in front of Lewis Hamilton with Max Verstappen in, in first front. and needing Lewis Hamilton held up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, they've told Albon, haven't they? They expect him to stay within Lewis Hamilton's pit window. Yeah. Look, two DNFs from Lewis Hamilton and uh, Max Verstappen is in the title hunt. It, two DNFs and Max Verstappen wins both races. And then he's still only 12 points behind. Yeah, no, I, I still, I think you look at... Um, it's possible. Look at Rosberg when uh, Lewis lost the championship. He lost the championship because of a DNF mm, yeah. in Malaysia. Yeah. Look at Lewis Hamilton when Raikkonen won the championship. Yeah, I, d- I mean, I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, think, Alonso. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I, d- I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I see. I think the as well as like the tire stuff. I think Mercedes really showed the hand in um, in Hungary with what they can do. Yeah, and also. Um, we talk about Germany being Mercedes' bad race for the season. Just mm. not forget Lewis Hamilton did actually extend his lead in the yeah. championship at Germany yeah. by scoring two more points than Bottas did. Yeah. <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah. Well, yeah, Bottas didn't finish the race and Hamilton finished ninth. But On shenanigans. Yeah, on shenanigans. <laughs> but even still, mm-hmm. extended his championship lead. <laughs> yeah. It's an yeah. easy year for Lewis. This easy, easy championship. He's you got. can tell. You can tell it's an easy year for him because he's saying it isn't. I don't think he's really. I don't think he's really started. Like I don't. I. I, I don't think we've seen like a vintage Lewis Hamilton race. You know. I think the closest we've had to seeing like that, like top level Lewis Hamilton, was Hungary. Hungary was a good performance, yeah. uh, e- even on those those fresher tires. Just, just the mental, matter. just the mental block of having 13 seconds to make up in 13 laps and still having the self-belief to do it is incredible. Not just that, but the, um, the I want to say bravery, but the trust that he put 
in Bottas not to run into him. Yeah. When when he chose to go on the outside of both turn one and turn two. Yeah. So you know that was uh, again a brave, but he genuinely believed that was the right place to put his car, and it worked out for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going a bit further down the grid, in fact, right to the back, we've seen improvements from Williams recently. They're getting closer to the midfield. Not in Spa, they were. I don't, I was going to say, I, I can't see that progressing. Russell to win in Monza. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, how far off the pace do we think Williams are going to be? That's that's going to be the question, because it's a, it's a long circuit. A couple of laps down, there are, three there are laps some, down maybe. There are some tight areas in there as well, and that's where the car's at its worst. Yeah. Thing is, that's why Mercedes is at its best, isn't it? The slower corners. Mm. They'll look good in the speed traps. Yeah. I think ignoring where they are compared to the people at the front, I think there's going to be non-Williams drivers behind at least George Russell. Without shenanigans. In quality of the race. In the race. Hope so. Because I mean, I th- you're, you're looking at sort of racing point, Haas, maybe a Toro Rosso. Can I raise my hand in yeah, slight well, worry here with the aerodynamic stalling that Williams have had over the last couple of years and that massive accident we saw Kevin Magnussen have in the Renault a couple of years ago? Are, are Williams safe to race? Like actually, Yeah, I, I, they don't seem to be having those issues this year, do they? They haven't got enough downforce. Though you could see the stalling, Dan pointed it out at Silverstone when you could see the vapor trails coming off the back of the car when all of a sudden they just disappeared halfway around a corner yeah, and then would come back again. <laughs> but they're not throw. We're not seeing Williams just throw themselves off the track like we were. That no, year. no, not no, like when Sorokin and Stroll were in the car. The car would just leave yeah. the circuit. I, 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 think, I think what they've done is trade the speed that they had last year. Mm. Uh, they've got rid of that, but also got rid of the unpredictability. I don't think it's aerodynamic stalling you saw when that was happening. I've just just thought of it in my head now. I think that because they're so slow in those corners, I think it's just naturally those like vortices that come off the car aren't there because they're not going quick enough through the corners. It's literally a couple of miles an hour. Yeah. Literally, that would be the difference between them and the next cars in front of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, but but you, do you know what I mean? Like they're going into the car, into the corner, and you're seeing like the 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 air spoiling sort of off yeah. the back. But because they're going so slowly around the corner, you're not seeing that air. I think that's what it is. But I don't, I don't think the difference would be that big to not see it. If you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're a crazy slow car. If if it was like proper aerodynamic stalling, we'd see them sliding off the track like we have done. Yeah, one point three-ish seconds a lap over four miles is mm. it Silverstone three point something miles About that. it's not terrible it's just in Formula 1 terms yeah it's, it's slow decades. it's yeah. in Formula 1 terms it's slow yeah. yeah but as long as they're within a few tenths of the team in front of them who we think are going to be has to be reckoning qualifying no in, qual- in qualifying I think it's going to be racing point yeah probably yeah stroll absolutely Pretty much nailed on. I was going to say, that was going to be the next mm. question. Stroll to make it out of Q1? No. Depends on the conditions. Stroll it to make it out of Q1 in the dry? No. Probably not. Because, of course, Spa-Francorchamps can throw up some very unpredictable weather. Yeah. Even weather forecasts can say, oh, no, it's, there's only a 20% chance of rain today, mm. and it rains for all of the session. And then it tips yeah. it down at one end of the circuit, and it's bone dry at the other. Yeah, mm. exactly, yeah. Wet would be good for Williams. Um, George Russell nearly got himself out of Q1, didn't he? In the wet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, and also very impressive. Was that was that you talking about the Hungary performance? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a very impressive performance. Um, by George Russell in the in the wet, but I'm with Dan. I think in qualifying, Williams will be ahead of there'll be there'll be a non-Williams driver behind George Russell in in qualifying, and probably the race. It's hard to tell. Um, again, if it, if it's dry, you're probably looking at the two Williamses at the back. Mm. Um, but yeah, a- anything else, anything other than that, then it's to- totally reasonable to think that George Russell could finish way up the road um, in, in in a wet race or a damp, changeable race. Yeah. Stroll out in Q1. Pretty pretty much nailed on. Perez out in Q1. Mm, probably not. No, Magnussen maybe. Maybe. I don't know because I mean Haas have looked much better on a Saturday than they have on a Sunday. They can make the tyres um, work for like a lap, <laughs> yeah, and then they just vanish. Mm-hmm. Well, Magnussen was like third, wasn't he, at one point in Hungary? Yeah, was it Q yeah. Q one? He was third in, and you just like, where's that speed go? Yeah. Haas could easily be in Q three, yeah, and then finish thirteenth and fourteenth, yeah, yeah. That, without hitting each other. Yeah. All, all jokes aside. Or in the case of Haas, all jokes are sideswipe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I no, I think uh, I think out in Q1, we'll probably see the two Williamses, Stroll, Magnussen, and Giovinazzi. I think there's a half chance of Russell scraping himself in if it's wet. Yeah. Wet, possibility, dry. Nah, forget probably it. Probably not. Shall we do some predictions for the sharp end? Go on, then. Right. Uh, have we got a guest predictor this week? We have got a guest predictor this week, and from Finland, it is Santeri or Nasty. Hello, uh, Santeri. And he is going for... You won't like this one, Lee, at all. Charles Leclerc win. Okay. Oh, you nasty. Alex Albon second. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Bottas third. Ooh. Is Santeri expecting either shenanigans or is he expecting a wet race? Has he said any any more? Um, yeah, he's also said I'll throw in a cheeky fastest lap by Kimi, the king of Spa, Raikkonen. That's not stupid if it's wet. See, I'd like some sort of head injury. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Mika Hakkinen that had the head injury, not Kimi Raikkonen. He just talks like that. You sure that's not Felipe Massa? <laughs> And while we're on the subject of predictions from people not here, I've got Shans, and she's going for more, a more traditional Hamilton, Verstappen, and Vettel, in that order. Right, who is going first while I open Messenger up so I can write these down? I'll go uh, Lewis Hamilton, a uh, good boy Valtteri Bottas in second with his new... Mercedes contract for next year in his pocket and uh, Max Verstappen in third okay right I listened to everything Lee said about the Ferrari drivers and Um, took it with a pinch of salt I reckon we've got Vettel winning Leclerc second I'd already written that down before you said it (laughs) Hamilton third okay Chris you want to go next can do. I'm just struggling as whether or not I should go for a risky wet prediction, or do I do a stick to to a you know keep it safe. Spoiler alert: the, be- the best wet weather driver happens to be in the best silver car. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. But then it's the other two positions, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I'll go a Hamilton win, a Verstappen second, 
And a Bottas third. Ooh. And I will go for... I'm going to go for a Hamilton win as well. With... But I want Ferrari to do well. <laughs> <laughs> See, I really don't because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to do well in one race this uh, year. But, but people are getting so upset about it. It's brilliant. If you watch like the comments on Facebook and stuff like that, people are getting so upset and like the the um the people are so defensive of Charles Leclerc. So I hope he crashes. Obviously not bad. <laughs> but like the and if whilst he, he's leading yes. by a lap. <gasps> oh, <laughs> that be lovely. Or in qualifying, in qualifying no, with, no, with, come on. with with two purple sectors. <laughs> I'm going to go for a Hamilton win, Vettel second, and Verstappen third. If you want to join in with the predictions, all you need to do is go to the website, threelegsfourwheels.com, uh, go to the game section, and there is the prediction league on there. Bit of a difference to what we do. You put in your top three, and also pole position and fastest lap, and you've got until five minutes before quali- uh, Q1 starts to get, yep. those, uh, get those registered. And if it's wet... I'm going to change my third place from Bottas to Carlos Sainz. Ooh. I still think those first two, just those top two will be the top two, whether it's wet or whether it's dry. I suppose if, if it rains, when the McLaren ends up on fire, because when that car goes wrong this year, it does tend to involve flames, then that will put the flames out and it will just carry on. Yeah. Mm. It'd, be like, it'd be like everybody knows that flames coming out the back make you go faster. Facts. Look at rockets, people. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually rocket science. <laughs> is it that time already? Uh, Talking talk of rocket science. Why are you looking around? Who is this week's rocket scientist? I mean, Shunty. This is from Casey Watkins. And his Hi, sunshine Casey. band? Yes, apparently <laughs> so. Uh, Please yeah. tell me his middle name is Glenn. <laughs> It's a good name, isn't it? Yeah. It's good. Sounds like an IndyCar driver. A little bit. Yeah. I like it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Ready when you are. Uh, I was born. Yay. Yes. Yes. In 1987. So 30 something. 32? 30, 32 this year. I am of Italian American descent. There's about 90 million Andrettis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Italian American descent. Okay. I have been associated with five Formula One teams. Alexander Rossi. Yeah, associated doesn't mean have driven for. No, Alexander Rossi was associated with Manor, Caterham. I think Ferrari had a hand in him at one point. Jesus, really? It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit personal. <laughs> And he tested for Haas. He, I'm pretty sure he did it. He did. He did a test for Haas. He might have. Xander Rossi. Four. Uh, um, Sauber, probably the obvious other one. It could well be. No idea to be honest with you. But Xander Rossi sounds like a good. Is he about thirty-two? or Is that a bit I too old? He, I think he's a bit younger than that. Yeah. Yeah. I would have guessed it younger. But I don't think we've got anything better at the moment, have we? No. No. Xander so, so we'll Rossi. Put that down for a first guess. Um, I scored points in my rookie season at the Spanish Grand Prix. So that rules Rossi out because he never scored. Yeah. Um, 
Ready? Yeah. My best result is third at the Japanese Grand Prix. Are we looking at a Formula One driver? Or someone who's been associated with Formula One teams but doesn't drive in Formula One? I think it's more the latter than the former. Which... I can't think of 30-something-year-old Italian-Americans who've come third lately in Formula One. No, and I think, I think the last Italian-American to come third in a Formula One race would have been Mario Andretti, because he must have had a third at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is... A little tough. This is tough. My best championship result is 12th. Not overwhelming, then. Some would say disappointing. Yes. We need a guess on this one as well, don't we? Yep. Um. It's of Italian-American descent, by the way. It doesn't mean that they are Italian or American. No. no. It means they're both. <laughs> How many's Rosberg got again? <laughs> That's seventeen at the last count. They uh, they, had, they had to discount Sealand. <laughs> it turned out he was lying. He was actually showing his ticket from Sea World. <laughs> Tried to get a Sea World passport though, didn't he? <laughs> Nico Shamu Rosberg. <laughs> I'll race under your flag in jet skis. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think so I'm what what Grand Prix are there that aren't Formula One? Motorbikes? Yeah. Um, I think they still call the... What is it? I think it's European F3 at the moment in Po in France. That's still the Po Grand Prix officially. Yes, but the European F3 that. probably doesn't take place in Japan. I can't not think of the Po Grand Prix being racing around Teletubby Land. <laughs> so, Italian-American MotoGP riders. Um, can't bang. I can only think of actual Italian-Italian ones. Yeah, I can only think of Italian ones as well. I'm going to have to rush you. And I can think of American American ones, but they're all yeah. under thirty-two. <coughs> I've got nothing. I am actually completely stumped. I think we're gonna have to bid yeah. this guess off, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, go on, bid the guess off, and you might as well throw something. Pull the rest of. Not Paul DeResta because he never got a podium, but he might have got a podium or something. And I think he's older than 32. Uh, I completed a test with McLaren, which I lapped Silverstone 1.4 seconds faster than Mika Hakkinen. Now, bearing in mind they were born 15 years before Hakkinen retired, so by the time they got to drive an F1 car, they, they would have. 
gone a bit faster than they were doing in Hakkinen's last season was 2002 2001 2001 I think. yeah it's crazy so, so you'd, you'd hope yeah but if it, if it was 2001 and then this guy was testing a car at like 18 19 then it's perfectly reasonable to assume they would have put him in an old car which could have been Hakkinen's could, could it be someone who does esports 32 is a bit old for esports, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not in iRacing and such. Yeah. That's true. No, you, you're not talking like, we're not talking like Dota and Fortnite players. <laughs> <laughs> also, but, it can't be Dota players anyway because it says Italian and American, not Asian. China didn't make the Dota finals this year. Did they not? No. The Americans won. Crazy. Anyway, next clue. But if it is esports, I don't know any of the names of anyone. There's that Brandon guy. I only know that Lando guy and that Max Verstappen, Max Verstappen guy. kid. Yeah. Uh, there's this young Carlos bloke that apparently has joined their gang. Oh as well. right. But aside from that, next clue. My F1 career was oversaw by Francisco Casting. Francisco Casting. Yeah. So you're an actor then? I take it that's a surname and not a job. Or a casting agency. Maybe. Yeah. Who's played an F1 driver? Chris Helmsworth. But he's Australian. Um, and the guy that played Louder was Austrian. Uh, well, still is Austrian. Yeah. Daniel Bruhl. Yeah. It's, I'll, I'll read because the, the, um, that name's fucking my, my dyslexic head up. Uh, F R A N C with a little funny thing at Cedilla. the bottom of the C. Francisco. Yeah. Uh, C A S T A I N G. Still no help. No. <laughs> but now we know how to spell the no help. Yeah. And cars didn't have a Japanese Grand Prix in it, did it? Never seen and it. Lightning McQueen doesn't sound very Italian American. I just didn't want the didn't want your failure blamed on my low level retardation. <laughs> um Oh wait. Oh wait? No, not oh wait. I don't uh, think no. it's oh wait. What year was Days of Thunder? Wasn't all that? That was all NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. But they, what, what they did didn't he drive? race in Japan? No, but what did he drive in before he was in NASCAR? Is it a character from Days of Thunder? Uh, no, I, th- I think it was some kind of spaceship escaping from Xenu, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the American da- military. That's Days what of Thunder. Really oh, I got that. Eighty-seven-ish, wouldn't it? What did he oh. drive before Days of Thunder? It was like a F fourteen Tomcat. <laughs> <laughs> Experimental. <laughs> How are the tyres looking, Goose? <laughs> I I'm, think we're going to get beaten here. I'm heading towards, just with the Italian-American, yep. eSports. Well, we don't know it's eSports. P- potentially eSports. I'm just thinking possibly something Mario Karty. 1987 might be about right for. Could be about right for the first first Mario Kart that came out. Yeah, but think of countries, mate. 
Uh, Japanese, Japanese Grand Prix. Spanish Grand Prix. Yeah, you find Spain and Mario Kart. You find Japan and Mario Kart. <laughs> There's a Mercedes, oddly enough. But... Yep. Yeah, next on. I can't. I usually don't help that much, but I can't see you go down that dark path. Uh, I we started can... the show talking about bondage. How many more dark paths do you want to go down? Oh, don't ask this question. <laughs> this is all getting a bit Bob Dylan y. <laughs> I completed four seasons of the Mushroom... No, of Formula <laughs> One. <laughs> to me, it sounds like it could be Paul the Rester, but it, it doesn't add up with... Uh, it didn't score a podium in Japan. It doesn't add up with any success. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he scored oh, better don't. than 12th in Formula, in Formula One. That was over champ- the course that was of the season. Championship, wasn't it? Yeah, championship. Yeah. Over the course of the season. Yeah. yeah, his highest race finish was fourth. Dristers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was fourth. But, but so he probably didn't come third in the... In Japan, Japan. no, Grand that's Free. it. So good as Hulkenberg. Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, <laughs> how would you like to be the Scottish Hulkenberg? <laughs> Do you know who did finish third at the, uh, the Japanese Grand Prix? Kamui Kobayashi. Not now, very Italian or American. No. But would be around about the right age, and that was his only podium. <laughs> so it wasn't him actually driving the car; it was his brother Vincenzo. <laughs> Vincenzo Kobayashi. <laughs> I like how to drink the sake the way your mama make it. <laughs> <laughs> Next, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I died shortly after my parents divorced. This has a sad end. <laughs> I died shortly after my parents divorced. Was it my childhood? Could we be looking at a team? An Italian-American team. HRT, well... Uh, Hispania. It were Spanish. Mm. Not Italian or American. No. Caterham were Malaysian. But we'd be looking for a team that started in 87. There is a Spaffer clip. I think only did four you... years. What? Go on, sorry. But I was just saying, there is a Spaffer clue if you want to hold your hands up and say you beat us, and, but try and re- regain some respect. Leighton House, Japanese. where were they from? Japanese. They were Japanese, but with a British name. It's um, very British name, isn't it? It sounds like a law firm. <laughs> Leighton House Advocates. Yeah. Um, other crappy teams around that. Side. If you've fallen over at work, call Leighton House Solicitors. I had myself in stitches this afternoon. By inventing a little character in my head, which was the, like the like Dobbo, the Chav lawyer, and he'd have people coming to see him. He's got tell you fucking what, mate. I will give you a class action lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea Moda were completely Italian, were they not? Yes, named after an Italian shoe. Company. Did Andretti put his own team forward in Formula One? I don't think he did. It was it was, it was all about the all about the indie guy then wasn't he so there's was no andretti team in formula one 
Um, March were incredibly British and did considerably more than four seasons. Mastercard Lola sounds like... 97. 97. It it kind of sounds (laughs) Italian and American. Yeah. But I don't think they made more than two races, did they? Uh, I have to rush you because I'm sleepy. (laughs) Pacific, Simtech. It's too late. They're all 90s. Okay, Spaffer clue then. Spaffer, you beat us. I occasionally appear appear wearing a five-pointed star instead of the bull I normally wear. The other week, the clue about the five-pointed star ended up with Husqvarna, didn't it? Yeah. But I don't think they... Who, Who wears a bull? Lamborghini. So it would be a Lamborghini-powered car, perhaps? So that could be La Russe or Scuderia Italia. No idea. Who else wears a bull? Michael Jordan? Oh. <laughs> Possibly playing a character in something because he had a failed acting career, didn't he? Have you seen Space Jam? <laughs> failed? <laughs> I watched Space Jam a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Has it aged well? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who framed Roger Rabbit? It is not. <laughs> It's right up there with Cool World. It's right up there with Cool Runnings. Hey, nothing wrong with Cool Runnings. <laughs> Even if some people, <coughs> Mrs. Dant, think it's a Christmas film. Even though it's set in February. Yes, <laughs> it's not It's not a Christmas film. Um, it's also not as good as The Mighty Ducks. Carry on. Uh, Pierluigi Martini. Mm. Not born in 87, but his career might have been. <laughs> uh, I got that. I am I am spent. Anybody else got anything but at the, all? The only thing I can think of with the five-pointed star and the bull, five-pointed star would be Which sort craft? of Heineken trophy, wouldn't it? Yes. But you wouldn't get you wouldn't get a trophy for scoring points in in your first Spanish Grand Prix. No. Right, I'm going for I'm stumped. Just yeah. give up. Yeah, I think so. I don't yeah. think, can't think of any teams. Should have listened to Flood. I would have accepted Lamborghini because the answer is the La- Lamborghini LE3512 V12 engine. But I would have accepted. Given the difficulty of said quiz, I would have accepted anything involving Lamborghini. Bloody wow. hell. Fire. Yeah. Yeah, that was tricky. That was... I must admit, I thought uh, when I said I, I usually wear a five-point star instead of the normal bull. I've never seen the five-point star on a Lamborghini before. No, but I thought the bull would have got it for you. Yeah. I, well, th- I, I thought you'd have got it. Well, well you nearly really did. Well, yeah. I got it. I know a bull represents Lamborghini, but no, yeah. gem- generally speaking... So I put fuck up with Michael bloody Jordan, didn't he? <laughs> Well, just because I reminded you of Space Jam again. Yeah. Yeah, tough. Have flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Google the five-pointed star of Lamborghini now. Um, thank you, Casey, for sending that. Yeah. In. That was uh, bloody good. Casey. Casey. Yeah. I said Casey. Did you said Casey Stoner? I thought you said Katie. No, I said Casey. Okay. You're deaf. No, I didn't say Casey Stoner. I'm pretty sure you did. That was one of the potential guesses earlier. Um, I thought you said Katie Boner. 
Oh, you need your red red. How do you send a total shunt in? You can tweet me at a total shunt on Twitter. You can PM me at a total shunt on Instagram. And if you want to get a hold of the rest of us, you can get the general show account at Three Legs Four Wheels. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And the rest of us individually are at Flood Twenty One. At Dan Dan Cotton, at Pablo One Hundred, and Sean is at Sean Cowper. If you're old school and want to send an email, it's three legs four wheels at gmail dot com. Um, don't forget the prediction game on the website, and we will be doing the live blog of qualifying and the race on Sunday as well. Hooray! There's a race. There's a race. There was an actual race for a change. Um, if you if you want us talking more crap, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the Patreon podcast. Just go to patreon dot com slash three legs four wheels. Sign up there from as little as a dollar a month, and you get to hear all kinds of stuff. And if what you think was weird tonight, it's even more out there this week, I reckon. <laughs> it was a good one. It was. Um, Last week's was a good one as well. It, curtailed, short, late, tired, but bloody good. Yeah. Um, right, we'll be back next week when uh, we'll have a race to review for the first time in a while. Yes, Sound and one to look forward to as well. Curry. And one to look forward to. back to back, isn't it? It is. Yay. Right. We'll see you next week. Thanks for bye, listening. Bye. 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 bye.